0: This episode of The Marketing Show is brought to you by Quest, New Zealand's most respected digital marketing agency, where marketing is made easy. Welcome to The Quest Marketing Show, a show specifically designed to help marketers learn and succeed. In this episode, you'll meet Caro Utley. She's one of our Quest Marketing digital stars and she's been the brains behind some of our most successful campaigns. So let's get started. Caro, thanks so much for being here on the Quest Marketing Show. We really appreciate your time and I know how busy you've been lately. Hey, tell us about this amazing pink outfit you've got on today. (laughs)
1: Well thank you for noticing Hamish yes I am a pink girl I do like pink um, part of this is holding this crazy mop of hair in that I have at the moment so it's uh there is there is a function with it as well but yeah pinks pink's one of my colors in fact if you came to my house Hamish I know you've been there you will know um, how pink things get there along with the uh, turquoise and hot, uh, bright yellows. Pop, 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 nobody can fall asleep in my house.
0: (laughs) Well, as we know as marketers, it's about getting noticed, isn't it? Yeah, that's right. And look, also great to see your hair's grown a lot since I last saw you. You had a bit of a difficult time last year.
1: Yeah, yeah, well, um, you know, the funny thing was I never felt sick, but yes, I did go through breast cancer as so many women do, unfortunately. And it was actually a really positive experience for me. I was one of the fortunate ones that didn't um, sort of suffer. I, I sailed through it, to, to be honest, which, is, which makes me feel guilty about all the people that don't. But um, yeah, I found it a really positive, empowering experience, to be honest, because it really does make you, you know, put a stake in the ground and go, crikey, you know? There is only one, uh, only one life and, you know, I was super healthy, Hamish, you know me, I was at the gym all the time, I eat super healthy and then bang, you know, nothing's hurting that you get this thing. Um, but, you know, it was fantastic because it did make me refocus and think, right, crikey, um, I got to make sure everything I do matters and um, let's get out there and, 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 and do it and make a difference in this world, you know, it's, it's important to to be positive and, and make a difference.
0: Yeah, well, you've just done so well and our whole team has, has seen that. And and right throughout that health experience and scare that you had, you know, you, you continue to do your digital success managers role with us and yeah. um, did a fantastic job of that looking after our clients we, yeah. we really yeah. appreciate that as you said you know you, you've always been a fit healthy active outdoor person the health gear you had probably only focused you even more in yeah. regards to that um, what would you be saying to people around healthy body healthy mind leads to healthy work yeah. and, and all the productivity outcomes yeah, that come from Yeah, absolutely.
1: That. I really am a very big proponent of um, work hard, play hard, you know, everything you do, you need, you need to put passion into it. Um, in terms of health, yeah, it's um, hugely important, not just what you're eating and drinking, but, you know, mentally, physically, spiritually, the whole thing so that you are um, in a good space to give your all to everything, whether that's your your family or your sport or your job. Um, you know, like you just really need to look after yourself so that you can offer yourself um, as best as possible. And I actually did, I, I, I had years and years in Wellington in the IT and telecommunications industry, as you'll know, which is pretty hardcore, lots of schmoozing, lots of um, entertaining clients, long, long hours, um, and when I came to Hawke's Bay, I had a change and I really wanted to um, give back to the community because I was on some crazy money, which um, was great for the time, but I was—I felt it was really quite selfish. So when I came back to Hawke's Bay, I wanted to um, do more community-driven things. And one of the great um, jobs that I had was WorkFit, um, a coordinator at Sport Hawke's Bay, which is a fantastic initiative. Um, and really what that was all about was going to organisations and encouraging them to look after the health and well-being of their staff, um, and again in a very holistic perspective, there was you know physical activity, eating, stress, smoking, you know no drugs, you know the whole gambit, and in many ways, it was to stop. Um, you've probably heard of absenteeism, I mean everyone's heard of absenteeism that's when people are um, calling in sick all the time and they've had too many drinks on Friday night so who's sick on Monday again? There's also a thing called presenteeism which many people are not aware of but that's when people are turning up at work but they're actually not being effective, you know, they're, they're hungover or they're depressed or they're um, thinking about dramas that they've got going on at home and you know, they're really not giving their all or, or, or they're just strung out. They're not giving themselves enough break. So it's really important to um, not only keep yourself physically well, but mentally well as as well.
0: Yeah, look, <laughs> so. I, I really agree. I think um Uh, businesses, there's a huge cost um, Mm -hmm. to businesses with uh, the the likes of absenteeism just not being focused in in your day-to-day tasks and and lack of productivity so I think that the themes you're talking about are incredibly important and Mm -hmm. uh, do you have a view about how well New Zealand businesses are doing that?
1: Well Hamish, I I really can't speak for everybody but those people that I did go and visit and the businesses that they were in, So many people were not aware of it. You know, everyone's just tick, 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 you know, it's all about the business and getting, uh, you know, making the money. And to be honest, everybody knows that you don't do that unless you've got staff, good staff, and staff that want to stay, and staff that are being productive while they're there.
0: Carol, I'm sure our audience would be really interested to know what it takes to launch and craft a successful marketing campaign. Uh, I know that you've been doing some really interesting work over the last couple of years for Quest and your role. What are the key campaign experiences you can tell us about that our audience could learn from?
1: Well, Hamish, that's a teensy weeny question, isn't it? <laughs> um, thinking about one of my client projects that I work with, um, initially, Clearly you have to get to know the customer really well. You need to understand where their business is at, what they're trying to achieve um, for the business. And another huge part of it is understanding who their client audience is.
0: Right, so just breaking that down, you're saying strategy first, Yes. Then understanding your customer second. So, those are different, distinctly different tasks, aren't they?
1: You're so right, Hamish. So, many times in marketing, um, people make the mistake or businesses make the mistake of trying to talk to everybody. We know if you're trying to talk to everybody, essentially, you're probably talking to nobody. Um, you really do need to understand who your audience is. And um, from my perspective, from the strategy thing, it was then going and speaking to the audience and finding out well what's their understanding of the business and where and identifying where the gaps are, I guess, so that we could um, then work with the business to fill those gaps and make them make their communications clearer to their chosen audience.
0: So what sort of, let's just think about that strategy piece, what sort of involvement, did did you have that one project that you're talking about, and obviously we can't name names here, Uh, what what did that involve, you were working with a management team, with a board stakeholders, how did all that happen?
1: Yes, well I, uh, and the one I've got in my mind, I was working with uh, the management team, um, and they do report to a board, so we were having to tick boxes with them as well. Um, but we, yeah, we did a, a strategy. Once we, uh, you know, a full marketing um, strategy, including social media, which is everybody's got to get on board with that these days, whether you like it or not. And and obviously, some of these older businesses um, or with older clients forget that that is part of the game these days. So, what forms of
0: research were conducted uh, on behalf of the client?
1: So we went with um, SurveyMonkey, which worked um, nicely because we were already engaged with this client with Mailchimp, so that worked well to communicate to that audience. Uh, So we had um, quite a comprehensive survey, uh, which we did online, plus we chose um, some phone interviews as well, so that was um, backed up. Okay.
0: So so the Survey Monkey was probably more the quantitative bit where they were talking to their large database of, of yes. clients, is that correct? Yes, and, that's right. And then yeah. you did more of the in depth telephone interviews which was Correct. Yeah, yes. more the yeah. more the qualitative yeah. bit. That's
1: right. And there were um you know prizes on the line as well because you know like everybody gets asked to do interviews all the time and so um again going back to that whole audience piece what was going to work for this audience and in our case we we're working with farmers well what would work for them and be um attractive to make them want to fill this sure thing
0: so you were using inter- uh, interview incentives basically yeah, to sure. get them involved yeah, yeah, what so what were the key learnings from that
1: whoa well um so that's a really big question and we did Deal with two different audiences as well. There were the farmers themselves, and then there were some particular risk groups in this in this area. And we did, we realised that there were a lot of gaps um, in terms of their understanding of the current situation. Um, many of them didn't know this organisation um, from the branding perspective, and and, and I guess really we just weren't, the messages was, were just not getting out there. So we really had to up our game in terms of communication and, um, and, and making it more attractive communication as well. You know, engaging, I think is the word actually. Uh, you know, that was really, really what we wanted to do is engage them more.
0: How, how did the, the next phase then of the marketing campaign roll out in response to that? That the strategy work you'd done, the, the research work that you'd done, that obviously identified these gaps. Yeah. What were the next deliverables, the next uh, deliverables. for the for the client? What did that involve? Yeah.
1: Well, so when we understood that uh, we had segmented part of the audience to understand who our main, um, you know, who, who we really wanted to talk to first, and so. Is very much a part of talking directly to those audience, you know, to that particular audience. So people will engage more if they can identify with it. So in the various audiences that we had identified, we had to actually craft our message with imagery and video um, to make those people sort of sit up and take notice. The first thing we decided we had to do was rebrand. Our messaging clearly wasn't resonating with our clients and we really wanted to get their attention and speak more directly to the various audiences that we were wanting to reach. Um, So we felt, and the board as well, felt that our rebrand was um, appropriate. So as part of that, we have um, done a wonderful rebrand. So we started Hamish with the website. We needed to have an engaging platform from which we could um, send people to and also have uh, resources available. So that was a huge part of it. Inside that website we have um, put video stories and really anyone that's not on board with video these days is missing out because not only is it telling the story of our organisation, we also have our target audiences telling their story as well. So when we're trying to send people from social media, and in this particular instance, we've chosen Facebook. When we're trying to send people to our website, we want them to be talking to, hearing from, listening to people that they, engaged with.
0: video is a great way to engage an audience and be really immersive, but also a great way to communicate your ideas, right? Yeah,
1: oh for sure. So Hamish, as you know in marketing these days it's all about educating, entertaining, or inspiring people. So that's what we're aiming to do and everybody will get something different out of um, the, the resources that we're offering. But video is something that can reach people because people do feel like you're speaking to them and if you've got people that they can identify with, for instance, a farmer in our case, talking to a farmer, it's not some marketing person trying to talk to a farmer, they're talking to their peers, they're listening to their peers.
0: Oh, right, so you're really talking about testimonials in the mix as well, ain't
1: you? Oh, absolutely, yeah. absolutely, yeah.
0: So then you've got the company potentially not having to communicate their message, their, their clients are doing it for them and talking yes. to prospective clients.
1: Oh, that's right. Uh, yeah, I, I agree. And. and The way that I think about it as a marketer is that my job is almost like method acting. Once I know who the audience is, I actually have to get into the head of that audience. So in this instance, the the one that we're talking about with farmers, I have to get into the head of a farmer and understand, well, what matters to me? Who do I want to hear from? What messages, what language, you know, how do I speak? Is it very formal? Hell no. No, it has to be at, 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 the, at the level that they would communicate at. Um, so you're
0: really talking about identifying exactly who they are, yes. what media they want to consume, yes, what right. messages they'll respond to, what language they'll respond to best, right? For the best result for, sure. for the customer.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And with imagery and video, which we've already said, video is so important. Not only does it, um, it helps people stop on that crazy scrolling um, Facebook, or whether it's that or um, any of the other social media platforms that you might have chosen. It's also um, helping your website get more hits. So um, Google loves video, and um, so they will promote um, your website if you've got more video on it to your website, because you may have heard that's what we term your owned land because nobody can really get a handle on this whole social media these thing these days everything every time you turn around the rules are changing so you know put, don't put all your money into um social media because the rules might all change tomorrow and then you've lost your all of your audience but your website that's where you're really wanting to direct people to
0: yeah i agree and of course we haven't even touched on strategies and tactics such as inbound marketing, have we, where you're building landing pages with specific offers, Mm. uh, forms for people to enter, and really filling up your database, aren't you, so that you can talk to a very engaged audience who've opted into your message.
1: Well, that's right. And and I think that is another really clever thing that um, marketers can do these days is actually offer things to their audience. Be useful, you know, like in that um, entertain, educate, um, inspire, educate them, put stuff on your website or in your or um, social media platforms that is useful to them that they can download or, or watch again or learn from um, and whilst they might not um, buy something from you today they might remember you and they might speak to somebody else that's going to buy something from you today but it's all about um, positioning yourself as uh, leaders in your field you know you know what you're talking about and they're yeah. likely to come back to you
0: I agree. And I think that, that whole hard sell, if you're hard selling today, you're really at risk yeah. because people are getting very good Nasty. at turning off the interruption, aren't they? And just blocking it. Oh, uh, and yeah. Not getting your message through. So I agree. If you can turn around that messaging and offer them free information that's useful and educational, yeah. that's a way of cutting through this first phase of awareness, brand awareness into yeah. consideration, that next marketing step, isn't for it? Sure. So and just on that, I know you were running some workshops recently for local business businesses uh, through Business Hawks Bay yes. um, there were what there were startups and existing uh-huh. businesses I think uh, wanting to grow scale um, yeah. so Facebook was part of that for example wasn't it, what you covered there with yeah. social media
1: yes yeah we talked to them about um, you know I mean there's so many um, platforms that you can choose these days but going back to the basics Hamish it is all about identifying your audience so um, Trying to use Snapchat when you're talking to a bunch of farmers, it's not going to work. You know, they're not on that platform. But if you're trying to sell some hip, cool, trendy thing to the kids, then don't be on Facebook because they're not there. So you really have to identify where your audience is and and really choose probably one or two. Don't try and cover everything everywhere because you'll just... um, You'll run out of energy, and, and you really just need to focus on a couple of platforms at once. I'd
0: yeah, say. I agree, and they're quite different. So Facebook's very different from LinkedIn, for example, and, yeah, and yes, who that yes, audience is, right, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, certainly um, Facebook, you're really, you know, B2C. You're from talking from a business to the consumers who are out there, hopefully with all their personal pages. LinkedIn is more business to business, so you're talking on a more professional level at that point. Yeah.
0: And then we've got other channels which are growing rapidly, haven't we? We're seeing the youth out of now Facebook and this huge trend towards Instagram.
1: Yeah, that's right. Instagram is huge, so that's very image-focused, and, and 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 Snapchat as well. But that, a lot of this, these things are because of people's attention spans um, being so short these days, which is probably brings us to a really good point in that you really need to grab people's attention. And, and what we talk about these days are, you know, engage, 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 you know? They're not gonna listen if, if you're not um, grabbing their attention in the first few seconds, you've lost them, you know? So you do need to get a little bit clever about that.
0: So, your, what, what advice would you have for a company that's really looking at social, um, but grappling with what channels to be on, uh, what messaging uh, to be giving, and um, you know, even even how often they should be posting? What would you be saying and suggesting to them?
1: Well, um, I think the most important thing, right off the cuff, is to tell your story. So, so many organizations sort of go back to marketing of the, of the past where you had to sort of look very prim and proper and um, professional and it had to be all squeaky clean. Things have kind of turned on the head these days and actually to show your vulnerabilities and, and, and your failures, is a good thing, because people want to get to know you, you know. So, uh, telling your own story and not having to be a hundred percent perfect, you know. Everybody makes mistakes, and that's what your audience will relate to, because sure as hell they're not perfect out there. So, by telling your journey, they will relate to it. Everybody can relate to a journey. So, that would be my first recommendation: is um, tell your story, be real, um, and maybe get inside your business give people a, a, a glimpse you know go and talk to the staff in the lunchroom go and talk to people at the desks you know show people how it all operates in the back and the background you know that's a great you're way talking
0: to... about the behind the scenes piece right which yeah. is incredibly important
1: absolutely because then people can see that um, that you're real you're a real person you're a real business just like they are and they will be able to relate to you to you more
0: So really we've got to get beyond that cringe element, don't we? That, gosh, you know, am I interesting? What have I got to offer that's interesting? Is our story interesting? The reality is it is interesting to the right audience and it's how you tell it.
1: Absolutely, yeah. And that's actually really important because you know, you, you do want to narrow down your your audience. You're not going to try and talk to anybody. So don't worry about upsetting somebody, you know, be real, tell your story. Don't worry about the people that you're gonna lose. You will lose people, but you can't sell your products to or services to everybody. You are wanting to get down to those people that really matter and that you really will engage with either now or in the future sometime.
0: Right, and, and just in terms of that fulfillment, so you're saying think about a strategy that works for you and using the right social channels, whether it be Facebook, Instagram, probably not Snapchat for most, (laughs) um, LinkedIn certainly, and then driving your audiences to your website, right? As you say, that's your own land.
1: land. That's
0: where you can really control the content and no one's gonna change the rules on you, right? Yes, exactly. And so once you capture them there, what do you do next? I think you hinted before. It offers be useful, uh, share information. Learning is important today, and we talked about landing pages too.
1: So you are wanting to transition people from your social space to your own space, as we talked about before, which is your website, so you have control over that. Um, You want to offer things to people that are useful to them, so drive them to landing pages that are appropriate to them, so whether you're driving them to a particular offer that you're wanting them to take advantage of, um, forms that they might fill out to get some information for free that you're happy to give them. occasionally competitions um, sending them to watch testimonial videos is super um, helpful of course because then they can identify the, with them again and um, yeah you, you're along the way you're collecting data for your database so your um, a name and an email address um, and a phone number occasionally is all being collected by your organization um, not to spam but to only provide useful information to, that will Work for them in the
0: future. Sometimes, right. So you're talking about having customers and potential customers opt in to your database, for right? Sure, yeah. And using forms in your landing pages, for example, which may feed into, let's say, a database of of Mailchimp, uh, you know, an email yes. uh, service as we know, or yeah. perhaps even better, a CRM system. Uh, like Zoho that we use here, whereby you can capture that data and then move them through that sales funnel, right? Yeah,
1: that's right, yeah. I mean, it's just that constant touch talking to people. If they're filling out a form off your website, they've provided um, information Uh, to you and they've ticked that box that says that they're happy to be communicated with, then maybe not today, maybe not tomorrow, but somewhere along the line they're interested in your products or services and that constant touch, just talking to them every now and then, um, keeps you sort of top of mind and so the next time they go to consider this your product or your service or whatever it is, the fact that they've been hearing from you, they're in your brain, they know you because you've told them your story and they've actually met you, whether face-to-face or on the on the phone, um, and they identify with you more. So you're more likely to get um, a, a look in than the guy next door who's just got some fancy, Add very professional looking thing.
0: Right, so it's about developing relationships here over time, right? And you are talking about the use of, say, email marketing, yeah. where you're reaching out or you're touching them on a regular basis yes. and it, regularly engaging and responding to their comments. Yeah. So hopefully that you've moved beyond awareness into the consideration phase, right? Yes. And when they're actually ready to buy, you're going to
1: be in their awareness zone That's is sure. one of the top of mind. That's really the game we're playing, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we all know these days you only have to turn the TV on, put your computer on, the radio, everything. It's just everybody's trying to get your attention, you know. It, there's so much noise out there that you have to have cut through and whether that be um, you know, starting with your social media, leading them to your website, getting them to give you your, your information if they're interested in your sorts of products. There's all this white noise out there, Hamish, and so we all are trying to get people's attention, so it's it doesn't matter where we get it, it's sort of a start anywhere, go everywhere kind of approach. Not everybody likes email, not everybody likes Facebook, not everybody goes surfing the internet all the time. But if we're out there in the various channels where our audience is, then somewhere along the line we're going to engage with them. And that's when it's our job to give them um, engaging content that they will pique their attention and um, and then just constantly touching, um, base with them over, over time, whether it be on social media or via the website or email communication. Um, just staying top of mind, I guess, for, our, for whatever it is that we're trying to offer them.
0: Right, so you're saying you rarely keep in front of your customer, providing of course it's the right channel yes. with the right message and that hopefully at some point it'll be the right time yeah, that's for right. them to be in the buying zone whereby they're really considering a purchase of your service and product. So Carol, finally, yeah, what, what would be the best advice you think you can give to a company that might be you know, really thinking about their marketing, they, they're probably aware that it's getting more and more complex, yes. um, more and more channels to think of, particularly digital, mm. um, they may have a you know, very hard-fought one um, modest marketing budget and mm. uh, they wanna make sure that they're investing it in the right place. What would, what would your advice be for them considering where they go next?
1: Mm. Yes, well just looking at the guys that I work with, um, often it's just all too hard. (laughs) Like they actually don't understand how it works, you know, I mean there's a lot to keep up with, things are changing all the time. So even from the respect of um, them sending words and things for me to then change into the persona. I mean they're working with these guys all day but I have got this, you know, this method acting thing in my head down pat now, so I know the tone that I'm using to talk to these people. And you know, oftentimes I'm not doing a huge amount for them now that we've got things really, really running, but they just need help, you know? so we've- Right, so you're
0: saying what you're doing is you're translating their ideas, yeah. their core functions, and then converting that into copy? Add- uh, out, for example, which engages their audience in a much better way.
1: Yeah, for sure. Because I mean, look, let's face it, everybody else is busy doing the doing, you know. They don't have time to sit around and think of some cool new ideas or, hey, what about this angle or why don't we try that? Uh, you know, so I mean, that people just often just need a bit of help. And it doesn't have to cost a fortune. Um, yeah, and
0: I know you're also using video snippets. That's something that's new, isn't it?
1: Oh yeah, yeah. I really enjoy using those. And again, it's coming back to this engage, 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 and um, finding your tribe and, and, and identifying where they are and how to talk to them best. Um, but in terms of our videos that um, Quest does, um, they might be you know x um, x number long, x number of seconds or minutes long. But it's quite easy to do little, small, little snippets and pop those onto social media just to grab people's attention. Um, And then if they wanna see more, Send them off to the website where they all are resident, you know. So those things are quite useful, I find.
0: Right. So you're saying, sure, I can be better as well sure. with, with this very time poor audience that we're all dealing with. And, and they yes. might be what, using their uh, smartphone and just viewing something on the fly, right? Yeah. So you've really got to uh, be on the money in terms of not disrupting them for too long no. and being relevant. Um, what, what then, what role do you think, if, if, if they're unsure, as you said, if they're unsure about, you know, what to do next, what, what would be a uh, a, a really good place to start, you think? Would it would it be something around maybe developing a strategy and, and if they maybe don't have the expertise themselves getting some help?
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So there's no point just being sort of scattergun about things, you know, you just, you know, you're not going to get anywhere. And as I said earlier, if you're trying to talk to everybody, you're probably talking to nobody. So just talking, sitting down and talking to somebody that can help you put a strategy together is a really, really good start. And then looking at what resources you have to actually uh, direct people too, so that might be printed um, video as we've talked about your website really needs to be up to scratch um, and just getting all of your ducks in a row so that when you're talking to people um, you've got some really cool and pertinent but personalized to your audience uh, material to share with them right that's the
0: content piece isn't yeah that content, content marketing is yeah. really the thing that's being Talked a lot about today more yeah, than ever before, isn't it? That's right. Yeah. yeah. That's hey, Cara, I wanted to thank you so much for your time today oh, you're so and welcome. taking taking this time to come to our New Quest studio. Yeah, and
1: pretty flash. It is, isn't it? It's
0: a great space, and yeah. we're really thrilled to have it to be able to put together this material.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, but thanks for your time and helping us along today. Yes, and thanks. I'm sure we'll be uh, hearing more from you as as the months go on. For sure.
1: All right. Thanks for having me, Amos. Thanks. All right.
0: That's the latest episode of the Quest Marketing Show. Thanks so much for being with us here today. Remember, you can get the full interview via podcast, so check out our website. We'd also love to hear from you and about your key marketing challenges. This episode of the Marketing Show has been brought to you by Quest, New Zealand's most respected digital marketing agency. Thanks to our production crew, and don't forget to join us next time on the Marketing Show.